0: What's up, guys? Welcome into your Monday OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. This is going to be a quick hitter episode, but we do have some big news to talk about. Before we get there, I want to talk about things going on at the OBR over the weekend. Corey Kennan did a fantastic interview with Alex Wright. I was there to join. You can check that out. I got some questions in, but Corey did a great job with Alex, and very uh, very nice of Alex to share his time with us, so uh, check that out on the OBR. Also, some pieces. The GM chair's offensive tackles is up that Jack Duffin does. So check that out as well. And then we had, if you did not see it, a film study from John Stephenson on busted coverages and defensive improvements. So that is also there as well for you to check out if you missed it over the weekend. Also some great podcasts over the weekend where I got with Jared Mueller and talked about the kicker expectations, kind of the threshold for what was going to be rough, acceptable, and awesome for a first year for Cade York because I think that's important to kind of lay the groundwork for where kickers have been in the past I don't know, 10 years or so in terms of higher draft picks. So we looked at that. We looked at what the number should be, talked about patience. And then we also talked suspension threshold with Deshaun Watson. And if you don't know, there is an HBO show coming out with the Watson accusers who are going to be interviewed. I think uh, Brian Gumbel is going to be involved in that. I'm not sure. But it is going to produce some really ugly clips, and it's going to be pretty – Pretty ugly for Deshaun, and and in a matter of public opinion right now, which is what he's still fighting with the NFL suspension looming, it's not a great timing. It's not a great thing for Watson, for the Browns situation. We'll see what comes of it, but there's going to be a lot of spin control coming soon, and uh, this will be understandable because I think this will be a rough I think a rough next weekend for Watson. But anyway, it looks like the Bahamas trip went well, uh, for, for all that could be taken from a trip to the Bahamas that was paid for. By Watson for the rest of the offense, but yeah, there's some rough, there's some rough weeks coming with that HBO show set to, I think, debut next weekend. Anyway, today's news is the Browns brought back and Clowney. So we had been talking about this since the very end of the season that these two were likely going to find each other again. A lot of you know circumstance surrounding the decision when it would come. It's obviously about a month late compared to the last one uh, last year but they do eventually figure this thing out which is great because if the Browns would not have had Clowney it would have made their defensive line which is already an interesting situation as is because the the Browns have essentially continued to just take risks at defensive tackle whether that's late draft picks mid to late draft picks or you know, piecing together cheap options in the free agent market, they continue to say this position right here, we think we can overcome. And while I do get that, you know, you having a weak defensive tackle group allows your, uh, you know, maybe forces teams to throw the football more, uh, sorry, run the football more and you ultimately want them to run it more. But I think you can't forget that the simplistic task of defensive tackles is not to play the run game. Oh yeah, they actually have to rush the quarterback and do something effective. They have to play quarterback scramble when quarterbacks step up and slide out. Can they do that athletically enough? Can they anchor a double team, right? Like and I'm not talking just run game. I'm talking can they draw a run a double team and pass in, in pass pro. So like yeah, you can look at it and say can you know, th- teams are going to be forced to run the football or are going to want to run the football more? But there's so much more defensive tackles do, and you can't just throw defensive ends inside all the time because then it creates other issues. You're taking defensive ends out of their most comfortable position. You're forcing them inside. It's a bunch of different pass moves. They become less efficient players when they play inside. So I get it. I think I understand why the Browns are skimping at the position. Doesn't mean I don't want them to go sign somebody else, but I can understand why they're doing it. But just presuming this is always going to work out just because, you you know, hey, it forces teams to run. No, it it makes the pass game significantly easier when you don't have any pass rush threat from the interior. And right now the Browns have very few. Maybe Perrion Winfrey, a fourth round pick can be decent, but we don't know that. It's a fourth round pick, folks. Like You got to stop pegging him as some automatic lock to be a super effective interior player. He might be, but you can't paint it that way. So... We'll see what comes of it. They're taking a big risk. I still think there are free agents on the market, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman types, that could really help them. And Dominick Sue could help them in some way, shape, or form because right now they just have a ton of unproven players on the inside and they need to figure out something, some veteran, I think, to help this group. But we'll see what comes of it.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Otherwise, Clowny. I want to talk about the salary cap here. Jack Duffin, who does uh, salary cap work for the OBRs, uh, had a great tweet. You should check it out. I'll read it off to you. But the 11 million number is what we know. It's a one-year deal with a... Uh, uh, Jack is predicting this here, and he's pretty good at this, Jack is. So, uh, Jack, if you're listening to this, man, uh, shout-out to you. A uh, 1.12... Million base salary is what Jack says. He thinks a 6.88 million signing bonus, tacking four void years onto that. Now, again, reminder the Browns had void years on the other contract that Clowney had, but when the new league year hits, it resets. So the 900,000 avoidable years that he had on his previous uh, deal for 22, 23, 24, and 25 all accelerated up to 3.6 mil of 2022 dead cap when he wasn't re signed before the new league year. So. Now that he's back, they think they're going to put some more void years on this one. So four void years is what Jack predicts. A million incentive for 10 sacks. A million incentive for 60.5 snaps played this year. And a 1 million incentive for a playoff appearance. So these are just predictions. But again, I think Jack does a nice job. He predicts the 2022 cap number to be 2.496 for Clowney. That would be a win. I think so. At least, in my opinion, that would be a win. So... Yeah, I think it's a great deal for both sides. I think it really helps the Browns' situation, uh, continuing to funnel their run game in the way that they funnel it, and they need a strong side defensive end who can anchor and set an edge. Last year, in terms of pass rush win rate, Clowney had a 14.9 number, which is strong. Pass rush productivity of 8.2. These are all top 25 numbers in Pro Football Focus's grading system. Run defense stops. He had 16 run defense stops, 53 quarterback pressures, so I think the fit is pretty obvious. We know he played well last year. I like that the Browns are not linking themselves to multiple years, right? Not multiple years, which in my opinion is a good thing. I don't want to be linked multiple years right now to an aging veteran who does have an injury history, although they got great things out of him last year. You never know this year. I do think the Browns have some nice edge you know, edge players that are there to step up. I mean, we know they drafted Alex Wright. I think we all are pretty keen to what Isaiah Thomas can be. You start to add in some of the other guys that they've picked up off the market. I think some Sheldon Day's got some inside out versatility that can obviously help. But then you got guys like chase Winovich, who's going to be fighting for a job, probably behind miles, Steven Weatherly. Right. And he's got a big number. If he's cut, I think his number 650,000 if he's cut. So he's got a leg up on the roster and then Isaac Rochelle. And then uh, it's Curtis Weaver still here as well. But yeah, I mean there's there's just it's a it's a healthier defensive end position now with Clowney, with his experience, helping others uh, you know, grow around him at the position. So I like it. I really do, but the collective defensive line let's kind of pump the brakes on our belief that they're one of the best defensive lines in the NFL now. Their DNs are good, but they're not getting a ton of support from the interior unless Togei steps up immensely. Jordan Elliott figures it out in a way that he hasn't figured it out so far. And then Perry on Winfrey becomes something serious. That's about the only hope right now. And then Taven Bryan has to figure some things out too as he's on now to his second NFL team after being a first round pick. Maybe the Browns are banking on upside, coaching him up. I'm not sure. But I do think you can you can have some concern about defensive tackle while understanding the big picture of the Browns defense is probably not going to make or break their season and they can still add to the position as well. This is not defined. We still know they get some cap relief on June 1st. So, you know, this is a good situation. The Clowney signing's great. Still some things to address here. Other piece of note before we go is that the Browns brought back, and this is according to and Brad steinbrook has been on top of this stuff with Glenn Cook where he wasn't immediately, immediately promoted to the position of assistant GM. There were some rumblings. He was looking around the rest of the league because he, Glenn Cook, actually – did some interviewing for GM jobs. I believe those to be with both the Bears and the Vikings. But yeah, he joins Catherine Raich. who the he, he uh, came over from the Eagles. So they have two uh, at this point, two vice president. Sorry, two assistant GMs. So Cook will retain his title of vice president of personnel for the team also taking over as assistant GM. And it's just the next step for Cook to get where he ultimately wants to go, which is becoming a GM and which also benefits the Browns with some of those same benefits the Browns got from the hire of, uh, from from Quisi Adolfo Mensa, who took the position with the Vikings. The Browns would get back some picks. So I do think they believe in Cook. I think he's really good at his job. Obviously, you don't get this opportunity unless you're really good at what you do. So he gets the opportunity, which is great. The Browns see a benefit from it, which is also great. When you're losing smart people in your front office, you should get something back for it. And they do. They will. So that's awesome, too. So two current assistant GMs, which obviously help Andrew Barry, who we believe in wholeheartedly, to make great decisions and important drafts that are coming. Because we all know the Browns are going to have to draft well despite losing some of their picks. And I think they did a nice job of recreating some of those picks in this draft. We'll see if they're able to do that in some of these future drafts. And that's where guys like... You know, Andrew, Glenn, Catherine are going to have to come together to do a great job to, to 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 sort of bolster their picks while also bringing in talent, hitting on some of those mid and later round picks. We'll see what shakes out. That's your Monday episode, though, guys. So huge for Clowney to come back. Great for the defense. We all presumed it would happen, but it's nice to see it finally come to fruition. So you should be excited about that. But I don't think that... Uh, I don't think that's the end of the additions the Browns will end up bringing in before training camp starts. So we'll continue to talk about that. I think we have a fun week of episodes coming up. Keep your eye out for those episodes on this, uh, not, not just this podcast channel, but also the OBR Twitch, which will have some great shows coming up too Monday night, Tuesday. And we might even add Thursday this week. We'll see. Thanks again, guys, for checking out today's episode. Have a fantastic Monday and go Browns.